What is going on, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and I am joined by Brian Avalcino and Gio Ramos for now. What is going on, guys? Another day. Tuesday. Yay, Tuesday. Woo. Tuesday, Newsday. Yes, it is definitely a news day. We'll be talking about some of that soon. Uh, Jake Berlin should be joining us shortly. No Keith on this one, but he will be joining us on Thursday for something special we'll, we will be doing. And like always, let's go ahead and start off our show with covering the movie watching challenge. The little segment we do here where we challenge each other to watch movies. It's like one of the most fun things that we do here. And Brian was challenged to watch Snatch. The uh, the viewers chose for Brian to watch Snatch. So, Brian, why don't you give us your thoughts on Guy Ritchie's Snatch? Yeah, so I uh, left it up to choice um, to see uh, what's, what would come of May. Um, got stuck, saddled with Snatch. Um, yeah, did not care for this movie that much. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Keith is going to be furious. Yeah. Well, (laughs) should have showed up on time. Um, (laughs) I, yeah. I call me a weirdo. Call me an outlier. I, I, I like feel like I never knew what was going on or what was supposed to be going on. And that may (laughs) or may not have been the theme of the movie, but I feel like I literally did not know like what was trying to be done until the last five minutes. Like clearly they wanted that diamond, but like you could have told me otherwise throughout the whole entire movie. Because I, I mean, did you put the subtitles on? (laughs) God, you have no idea. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Yes. I'm, I made it like five minutes and I was like, what the hell is everyone saying? Like I'm like, are they are they purposely speaking like this and then put on subtitles and I was just like, okay, yeah, this I mean, is an all subtitles. Just movie. like that part of England thing, and uh, I think they're in England, right? Aren't... Uh, London, yes, yeah, London. They're, so they're London. like, they can all understand each other, but we we can't understand them. Yeah, no. Uh, the the gypsy Brad Pitt was the best part of the movie. I'll say that 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 was his attempt at an accent. Even though he, I don't even know if that's an accent. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He like made like he was trying to do something, and it just like came out a certain way. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, he was the best part of that whole entire movie. Um, there were so many freaking people in, in this movie. Holy mm-hmm. moly! Like. It was like forty cast members. It was insane. I couldn't. I couldn't even keep up. I was like, okay, they're doing this one. Okay, they want this. They're doing this. Like, like I. It was rough for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I just it wasn't. Uh, didn't take for me. Um, I. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I feel well, like I just, the gentleman. I love the gentleman. Love the gentleman. That's interesting. Which, which, that's what I thought. Like I was getting myself into. Like I was like, okay, this is going to be the gentleman. I'm excited. Like I loved the gentleman. That was a great movie. I own it. It's. Uh, I think I have it right now. It's the best movie of this year. Um, it's up there. So we know Harley Quinn's the best movie. No, no, I'm I, I have uh, Invisible Man is. Uh, oh god okay sorry star drew you did that that had me though <laughs> anytime anytime the dog was there that that made me laugh pretty hard the pitbull was pretty funny um uh yeah i don't know i just wasn't like uh wasn't it felt very long felt like i felt like it could have been a little bit shorter but um yeah I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. Maybe. No, uh, you know what, Brian? I uh, Keith had me watch this movie as well, and uh, I, while I enjoyed it, 
I didn't love it like I thought I was going to, to be honest. Like I, it is hard to follow. Like I honestly, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I rewinded it sometimes because I was like, wait, what? And then I had to rewind it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's what's going on. And I definitely had to have subtitles on. I get it. It's like very, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Like this is one of his earliest films and it's very stylized like Guy Ritchie. To me, in my opinion, I think he's gotten better as a director since this point. Like I think oh, Snatch, 100%. I think Snatch is very raw. Like oh, it is, God. it's very, it, do you know what raw means, Gio? Like it, it, it raw means like, is he's still figuring things out, but he still made a really good movie. But then when he gets to the gentleman, like I feel like the gentleman is perfectly constructed. I, I love the gentleman. Like he made Snatch, and then a lot of people like Snatch more than Rock and Roller. But I, I like Rock and Roller a lot. Um, which they're all look Snatch, Rock and Roller, and the gentleman. Like they feel like the same movie. They're like the same style and everything. And uh, I, I think he's, in my opinion, he got better. But I, Snatch is still a good movie. But I agree with you. It is hard to follow. Yeah, it was, it was, that was one problem I, I really had with this was like, I was like, okay, okay, this just happened. Okay. This it's because of this, and I'm like, even by that time, two more plots of or stories have gone by. I will say the ending of the movie I did like, yeah, I didn't, it, I, I, did, I didn't see that yeah. coming at the end. So I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I did not catch I did not see that coming a mile away. Um so and I love that Brad Pitt just literally has to he's like one punch man. <laughs> literally just one dodge punch out. But um yeah. So snatch. I feel bad because a lot of people oh, were I really mean, excited for me to watch. I think it's for me, life. like I want us when we do this movie watching challenge, like I want us to be honest, because what's the point if we're not gonna like be you know, truthful about how we felt about the movie. We don't have to like everything that that we're yeah. challenged to. Like Keith didn't like Troy, and Jake and I were furious. But that's just how it works, you know. Blasphemy. Um, Keith, our Geo. I know you've always been high on Snatch uh, ever since I've known you. Uh, so you're obviously like not happy with Brian's reaction. Do you? Is it your favorite? Um, I don't want to say I'm, I'm. I'm not happy. I'm just. I'm surprised. Like I'll yeah. straight up throw this on on a given night and make me a Jack and Coke and just have fun with it. But, it, you know, Brian, I have heard his um, opinion before through other people. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. I guess I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Ch- I don't even know who was the one that picked this movie. I think Keith did, right? Oh, you did. Oh, you did oh, oh wow. Because I challenged you in return. <laughs> You're probably not gonna like the movie that we're gonna watch on a watch along either, so I'll just say that. Not me. Oh well, we haven't, we haven't discussed that yet. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, the second part of this is somebody else new is challenged, and Geo has been challenged this time around. That's always a fun one to do. And before we reveal the movies, Geo, um, you get to decide. Do you want to do? pick a random number one through four, or do you want the uh, viewers to vote on your movie? Um, I'll go one through four. Otherwise, oh. I'm going to end up with like night before Christmas or something. <laughs> so you'd make, you'd rather have it be random than people choose your fate. Okay. All right, let's do it. Um, so are you going to reveal the movies first, Brian? Yes. Uh, I and have then, to yeah. make a, uh, a random order. And don't, re- don't reveal them in order one through four. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you don't know, Gio is going to now select a number one through four after we reveal the four movies that he has been challenged to. And I have written them down in a random order. And the order that I reveal them is not the order of one through four, as <laughs> Jacob said. All right, Gio, your movies that you have been challenged to are Time The Time Machine, Donnie Brasco, <laughs> Hidalgo, Strider, 
and Orange County. What the? F <laughs> Brian, there's you, some of these movies. I yeah, this is gonna be interesting. You have quite the mix <laughs> of movies. This is a most random mix ever, to be honest. Yeah, it has this, to be. This yeah. is uh, a very very weird <laughs> mix of. Geo, have you heard of all of these movies? No, I have. Well, Hidalgo, yeah, but the other ones, I don't even remember the first movie. What was the first movie? Uh, the first one was uh, The Time Machine. I, I think, yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, Is that Guy Pierce? Oh, Guy Pierce. I said Guy Ritchie. What the heck? Uh, Guy Pierce, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what you guys are challenging me. Guy Pierce movies, Oh, the you got a momentum. Maybe it's a certain someone. Don't ask me. Um. All right. Well, now Gio, you get to pick a number one through four. And again, that wasn't the order. I have a random right. on my whiteboard. So um, let's see. I pick Hidalgo. No, you don't get to pick the movie. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go with number two. Your choice. Is Orange County, oh, wow. which is my choice. <laughs> Yay! What? The hell is that? that was the list. Okay, so Brian, that's yes. all right. So I've seen this movie on the list before, and I have never seen it. I don't think I've even heard of it until I saw it on the list and I looked into it. And because I, I was like, did they make an Orange County movie like based on the show Orange the OC or something? Oh, no. And then I was like, what? Um, but yeah, so obviously Brian chose this movie. Is yes. I'm I, guessing this is a classic Brian comedy. What's it about? It is not. It is not oh, a it's comedy. not a comedy. Uh, oh, it is a comedy, but it's not. I would not like the white chicks or white chicks. No, 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 no. It's not chick. like it's not as stupid. Um, this is uh, honestly, I'll say. One of, if not Jack Black's, like, first. It was 2002. Yeah, 2002. Pretty early. Um, so, basically, the plot is uh, Colin Hanks is some su this super smart kid that has, like, he, he, he knows what he wants to do in life. He has, like, yada, 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 that, in, in that order. Uh, and he's a senior and he he absolutely absolutely must go to Stanford that's that's where he has to go to school well his guidance counselor sent the wrong uh, um, transcript to Stanford and then his whole life goes upside down from that and Jack Black is essentially his uh, like burnout brother so uh, um, I, you know what? I read the synopsis and I thought Jack Black was the counselor. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a he's the burnout brother. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I don't want to so get too much away. Oh, yeah, I was gonna ask questions, but oh, it's Colin Hanks. Uh, yeah, I recently been watching some stuff that he's been appearing in. Yeah, I'm curious. It it gets it it starts off where you're just like, oh, it's a stupid movie, but then it gets a little bit deep. So, um, yeah, okay. I'm curious to see what you uh, think of this. Hey, Gio, good thing for you. It's only an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, short movie. <laughs> grab some smoke and watch it. It's like <laughs> a, it's like a long episode of Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> pretty much hey, hey, lengthwise. What's lengthwise. funny is it's got a decent cast too. Like it has uh, Colin Hanks, Jack Black, Catherine O'Hara. John Lithgow and Lily Tomlin and Chevy Chase. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's it's got a decent cast. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see if you don't end up liking this, you won't hurt my feelings. So feel free to berate this one. Colin so Hanks at the end of the movie. Tom huh? Hanks, son, Colin Hanks, which is interesting because Colin Hanks and John Lithgow both play. Serial killers on Dexter. Fun fact. So, oh, so Brian. Dexter. Yes. He ends up going to Stanford, right? Don't I'm ruin the movie. You? Okay. Don't ruin the movie. All right, cool. 
All right, so, well, let's move on. There you have it. Gio's going to watch the highly anticipated Orange yes. County. I love um, that poster, by the way. <laughs> oh, it is a cool poster. When I looked it up uh, with the oranges and stuff. That was so, funny. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, let's movies hasn't gotten picked for a while. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure Jake might be joining us soon. I can just feel it because the Mandalorian discussion is coming up. Oh, is that it? Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Next week we'll be talking uh, Orange County uh, and get Geo's thoughts. What is up, Jake Berlin? Perfect timing. So, yeah, you only you you said that because I was in the queue. You can see me in the queue, obviously. What? No, I wasn't even looking. What? Uh, um, so uh, Brian, what you think of Snatch? Real quick, I know we got to move on. But what you think of Snatch? I did not like it. I didn't think you would. It's not your type. That's of movie. interesting. Partly because you probably because you probably didn't understand it. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. It's weird. I know it's not the same, but he really likes the gentleman. But I, 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 kind I of love the gentleman. That. The gentleman. Well, the, well the, the gentleman is much more of a. It's easier to understand, I think. Well, it's it's much more of an Americanized guy. Recently. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. His audience um, was more yeah. like everybody when Snatch was probably like just straight british london film like it's had too many and then people. i just couldn't fi- i couldn't remember who was what and did this and that and i was just so confused half the time <laughs> and then you're who who geo pick for the uh or what geo do you got geo got orange county oh i'm gonna rewatch that movie i haven't seen it in a very very long time i love it. i've never seen it i might just oh, rewatch so it just to like, talk about it next Great. week I told him he won't break my heart if he doesn't like this movie. This movie, I honestly could care less if you like or don't like. I just, I'm too much because I'm actually very curious to see if you will like it or not like it. Like this is, I feel like this is a very much a coin toss of a movie. Either you're really gonna like it or you're really not gonna like it. So I'm kind of curious to see which way you fall. Okay, it'll be fun. Wait, so uh, so he picked a number, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah he did. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he picked a number. Um, yeah, because obviously we chose the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't think Orange County would have won the vote. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. Probably not. <laughs> I, this, I, well, we were saying this movie group is a random ass. It's very random. Movies. The movies that he was challenged to. <laughs> yeah. So and he's kind of sad. Mine didn't win, but maybe one day. I'm not going to say what it was. Maybe and he he doesn't like that he always gets challenged to Guy Pierce movies. <laughs> it was one, and now in second <laughs> one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm going to find a Guy Pierce movie for next time. Now every time Man Guy Pierce movie, we should all four submit Guy Pierce movies next time. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, all right, well, perfect timing, Jake, because now we're we're getting to the news and reviews, and I would love for you to explain what we got on the docket here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first thing we have is uh, the the big thing that came out yesterday. Uh, it wasn't massive. Um, but it was enough to, to create a conversation here on the channel. And we did a reaction. Brian and I did a reaction yesterday to the Mandalorian uh, special look, as they're calling it, during Monday Night Football. Uh, but we have not heard Jacob and Geo's thoughts. And so we get a, we get some chances to uh, discuss it here a little bit for like five, ten minutes. Because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of new footage, but there was enough um, to talk about and discuss in anticipation of being that the show is only about a week and a half away. Uh, a lot of our discussions here on the channel are going to re- uh, revolve around that for a while. Uh, especially because we have the Fandalorian Club, Fandalorian Club coming up on Friday, and then we're going to talk about it on next week's now as, as well. So, uh, yeah, Jacob and Gio, you guys can uh, discuss your thoughts and everything, and Brian and I will kind of chime in as you go because we have already kind of discussed it a little bit. Uh, go ahead, Gio. Well, first off, let me say you guys did a really good job on the reaction. I uh, tuned in, and you know, Thanks, quite, a, quite a few people were in there as well, and uh, you know. Um, for myself, uh, I, I didn't think it was anything real special, you know, and kind of falls in line with your guys' thoughts. You know, it wasn't too big. Um, I guess ever since the Force Awakens Monday Night Football trailer, like it set a bar high, you know, like anytime something's going to premiere on Monday Night Football, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be insane. And don't get me wrong, I'm definitely looking forward to the Mandalorian season two. I mean, uh, you guys called it, you know, you, you thought Mandalorian would be like, right up my alley and it absolutely was, you know, it was incredible. Um, so I, I guess my, uh, my biggest questions are like, why, why are X-Wing fighters uh, chasing um, the Mandalorian, I guess. 
Um, and uh, maybe you guys can help me with this. Um, did that armor lady die in the first season? No, the armorer? No. She didn't die. Okay, so she, well, she's still no, there. Yeah, no, no. Definitely a, a standout character. Um, it's nice to see more of Carl Weathers' character, too, in, in there as well. Um, I, I like his relationship with the Mandalorian. Um, he's a, kind of like, I don't want to say a father figure, but like, you know, he, he um, it seems like their longtime rapport, he listens to him more than he would probably other people, um, if anyone. But like I said in the uh, um, chat for yesterday's reaction, which you guys should definitely check out, um, I called it that he will get killed off, unfortunately. And it just, mm. it, it makes sense, you know, like you, you got to have some kind of sacrifice in season two. That, and they're not going to sacrifice uh, Baby Yoda. I don't think they would do that. So never say never. Um, he'd be the oh. natural choice. Oh, so no. uh, yeah, it wasn't anything real too special. But um, hey, I'm looking forward to season two. You guys know I am. So I yeah. I will put in real quick and say uh, wild couple of years, but it was the fifth anniversary of that Monday Night Football Force Awakens trailer that you just mentioned this week. Oh wow! Really interesting. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um. Well, that last comment in the in the live chat here is perfect. That's that's exactly 100%. what it is. Less is more in trailers for Mandalorian, to be honest, because I, I was kind of hesitant. Like I kind of didn't want to watch it because I didn't want them to show too much, but they didn't show too much. And while I agree with Gio, like nothing that I saw blew me away, but I'm okay with that because if there's stuff that's going to blow me away, I want to see it for the first time while I'm watching the show. So I'm totally okay with what I saw and there's a, there's things in there that got me hyped though, like seeing him use the jetpack that got me hyped. Uh, seeing Cara Dune and Grief Karga like back back, not just it doesn't look like they're gonna be in one episode cameo. It looks like they're gonna help him with this mission. And I was afraid of that that they were gonna go away from those characters because when you got to the end of season one when they were all working together, that was some of the best stuff in the entire season. So I'm happy to see them back in a more prominent role. Like that scene where the door opens and they're all three standing there, that's a badass shot. And then, like I said, I love the jetpack stuff. So I, it, it definitely raised my excitement, but it didn't do anything to blow me away, for sure. Jacob, I, I referred to what, when Brian and I were on the reaction, I said that uh, like like Arrow and Flash, that's Team Mando. Hashtag Basically, Team Mando. yeah, it like is. Yeah, Arrow Team Flash, that's, that's kind mm -hmm. of what it's like kind of getting to in a way where he, he realizes that he might need them more than he thinks he does to do yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the child is part of that right now. Yeah, exactly. And so it'll definitely be interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you see that Horatio Sands is back as well as the Blue Alien? Really? Um, oh, I saw the Blue Alien several times. Yeah. And so and we were talking about it on the reaction, and then I saw, someone had screenshotted it and put it on Twitter, and it is him, um, if not an identical version of him in some other name, but it is him. And so... Maybe they break him out or they do something else and he just happens to be there. Has he um, been on the ship this whole time? <laughs> well, remember last time he was on he was in Carbonite. So Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Has he been in Carbonite on the ship the whole time? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think know. he Maybe. delivered those. He delivered those. Yeah, he delivered them in the first yeah. episode, but uh yeah. which is a cool little tie back. But yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. And I, and like you said, I, I like that we don't really know anything at this point. So Yeah, I'm still super excited, man. Like I can't believe it's this close. Kyle, Brian, have, have your thoughts changed at all? Uh, I kind of, it's funny because like I contradict myself because I'm kind of like, yeah, it was a trailer, but like it, it wasn't. It was just a little quick, like, hey, it's you like got me a TV ad. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I wouldn't have wanted to see any more. Like, so like, it, it, did it get overhyped? Yes. But, I mean, the fans overhyped. We overhyped it. But at the same time, I wouldn't have wanted to see anything. So, oh. Ooh. That's a good little theory. Hold on to that. Um, but, she already yeah. is like halfway there with, with what she has on. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I wouldn't have wanted to see anything else. I mean... I'm I'm good. We're only a week in change away. I don't need to see anything. Like, there's no there's no point. Why waste it? 
with a week left, why, why be like, Hey, look, here's one of our big surprises of the season. It's it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know, man. Disney, uh, Disney could use more money, you know, after, uh, they will, they will be fine once the pandemic, you know, how many subscribers are going to get back just for Mandalorian. Well, yeah. People canceled that after Mandalorian season one was yeah, over. They'll be fine. They're going to add it back. Yeah. So not to mention, uh, the one year release anniversary of Disney plus is next month. So they're going to be renewing a lot of subscriptions myself included so oh for the annual charge yeah like yeah. you pay for the full year I, yeah, yeah. I just got my notice saying like hey november blah 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 is your yearly renewal so they're fine i'm not too worried and i have a feeling the second that mandalorian ends is when when wandavision is going to start so they're they're going to keep people uh around but yeah no i want nothing more show me nothing more of Mandalorian, unless it's the show. Can I add one more thing? Um, yeah. I guess for me, it's just when I think back to the first uh, season of Mandalorian and that trailer, like it, those trailers had that whoa moment, you know, like when Mando pulls the guy and he gets chopped in half by the door, like that caught your eye. And in this most recent trailer, I was kind of looking for that. I mean, maybe you could say it's the Mandalorian using his Iron Man technology to shoot like seven people at once or you know him flying in a jetpack so you know. well let's make one thing clear iron man got that from the mandalorians first of all second that <laughs> shot was in the very first trailer when at the very end of that trailer where he takes down that big dude and he and he makes baby yoda put his little capsule on and third you don't need to do that anymore because people are already hooked People are yeah, already hooked I, on I agree like, with you, that. you could have gone into the season without showing a trailer and it would not have mattered. It would it would not have mattered. You could have just dropped the first episode and people would have been like, oh, yep, I'm excited. I'm subbing again because it's Mandalorian. And so I don't think I personally don't think they needed to, just because the hype was already there. Uh it's already changing things for, for the way people are looking at Star Wars. Um and like I said, I do think that that was probably in the first trailer and not the second trailer. Yeah, we're gonna have to have Brian look back at the history of Iron Man comics to figure that out. Who who did that first? But who did what? The whistling uh, first? Not yeah, not that necessarily. But oh. you know the what technology is like tracking. Yeah, the tracking stuff. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Like obviously, we're all excited for this. Look forward to the Fandalorian Club where we will review every episode coming back hey. at the end of the month. That we're Friday, four p.m. live Pacific. Right yeah. Hey. Um. All right, Jake. What do we got next? Um, okay, so we're getting into a, a spoiler review here. We haven't done one of these in a while, obviously, because nothing is hitting movie theaters. Uh, and only Netflix movies and streaming movies are hitting us. And finally, we got a big-budget uh, Oscar-type movie that officially hit Netflix this past weekend. And that is The Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, the Aaron Sorkin uh, written and directed film. Uh, if you don't know who Aaron Sorkin is, he has written a number of phenomenal films, including... Uh, Oh my God! Why am I blanking on the name on this? Uh, Facebook, Jobs, but a bunch of other stuff network. too. Um, he wrote the Social Network and another a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but he, yeah. So this film is based on the true events of the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants uh, charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more arising from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a conversation about mayhem intended to undermine the u.s government um it's obviously uh, a pretty important film because film because of what happened decades ago during vietnam and everything like that but it's also extremely relevant to what's happening today in certain situations um but it's also a big budget movie it stars a lot of big names sasha bear cohen eddie redmayne michael keaton makes an appearance uh, mark rylance is in there uh yaya Man abdul mantin the second is in there there's a lot of big names in the movie um and so we're just gonna go around talk about it our thoughts our opinions some big moments things we didn't like uh and whoever wants to start uh whoever wants to get their their thoughts off their chest first uh the floor is theirs man this was netflix's best movie by far um a lot of people are saying that wow. i'm just <laughs> I, mean, I'm I don't disagree there. but i have to think about it aaron sorkin is man he's a genius like not many writers can also direct, but what he did with this movie, 
Like after the first 10 minutes, I was just immediately into it. And once you, once you get into the actual courtroom, man, some of the best, best work that I've, I've seen from a courtroom drama. I mean, everybody's engaged every line of dialogue, every, you know, action and reaction from this awesome cast. Um, I, I don't know who to start with as far as you know, how great everyone was performance wise. I guess Mark Rylance, who I still hold a little bit of a grudge for stealing Stallone's Oscar in 2015. <laughs> but um, man, in this movie, he just brings so much energy and he's just, he's just a lawyer trying to every loophole that the United States government presents in this case, he just, he's trying to, you know, make it work somehow and, you know, get these guys off and the whole look and feel of that time in, in U S history, it, it was well done. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, man, like, a lot of people know him just for Borat, you know, and he's uh, kind of a comedian, but this guy can seriously do some drama. Uh, he was awesome. So all in all, great. I loved it. I want to watch it again. <laughs> this is, it, it was really, really well done. So. Yeah. The, the thing that, the thing that I take away from this movie and I'll kind of piggyback off of what you said with the performances, I think Sasha Baron Cohen probably stole a movie. Um, because for the majority of the movie, uh, up until a certain point, it's really kind of almost told through his eyes in a way, uh, like the events of, of his character. Um, and he has a lot of dialogue happening in the first half or so of the movie. And he, he does it really, really well. Uh, he does it really well. And, and Mark Rylance is obviously always great in, as Mark Rylance. Um, and the other person that kind of takes it over towards the end is Eddie Redmayne. Um, yeah. There's moments where Eddie Redmayne kind of steps up in the scenes that his character is really important. And little did we know in the beginning of the movie, but his character is by far the most important of that entire his group of characters. Um, but the, the big thing is that Aaron Sorkin is a storyteller and probably the best storyteller we have. Um, he is, he's phenomenal at writing stories and transitioning between certain events that are happening and there's not a lot of directors that can make a courtroom drama as invigorating as he did this movie. Um, and the reasons why is because he told it uh, in two different timelines as they were going at the same time. And he trusted you as a viewer to understand what he was doing. Because he didn't say like, oh, present day. And then, you know, 30 days ago or whatever. You know, he would put up like trial day so-and-so every once in a while but he trusted you to know when they would go back in the past. Um, and then when he went back in the past, it's the way he told those stories that really uh, intrigued me and interested me because like, for example, the main riot that happened that they focused on, uh, you know, take the hill, that, that riot. Um, I was like, and it's, it's an awful, awful thing, obviously. Like it's just an awful thing to watch, but um, the way that, he had inputted the real life footage into the footage he was shooting was like magnificent. Like it's like almost like when someone was being punched or something, it would switch the second a punch was landed to the real life footage and then switch back. So you can get that experience of like what it looked like. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's only directed very, very few movies. He's very, he's known as a writer. Um, and we've seen, like Gio said, sometimes where writers are on transition as well to directing because they're, the writing mentality is very different. It's, it's totally different for this guy. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. He's brilliant. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it's hard to make a courtroom drama as, uh, as intense and invigorating as he did this film. And I think that he did it perfectly. And you know, all, maybe in a few months, I'll say that, yeah, that's the best Netflix movie. Um, it's up there. But uh, maybe watching it again or something will definitely make you say that. But I, I couldn't believe how much I love this movie. I, I, I give kudos to a lot of people for making this movie because it's also a very hard movie to make right now. Absolutely. It definitely is. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so Aaron's, this is only Aaron Sorkin's second directorial. Yes. He's only directed Molly's Game and this. And I loved Molly's Game. Molly's Game is incredibly intelligent as well. Yes, it is. And he's also written Moneyball and Steve Jobs <laughs> and... 
he's crazy he good. Um, the thing is for me, like if you look at like Steve Jobs, he makes just these presentations and behind the scenes stuff entertaining and intense. He makes this courtroom drama and all the behind the scenes of it and all everything leading up to it and involving around it like very entertaining like the movie started right and it's all it's setting you up and once they get in that first courtroom scene immediately like pulled me in and i was just like oh my goodness and it's it's kind of like you know not that i had it on in the background but i was just like looking at some homework and watching it and as soon as that courtroom scene started i'm just like hooked to the screen <coughs> it's just there's not a single like word or shot wasted you know what I mean? Like he utilizes everything perfectly. And I knew about the movie and I knew it was Aaron Sorkin and I heard of the true story, but I didn't know it had this cast. I started seeing like, I was like, is that Eddie Redmayne over there? And I was like, is that Sasha Baron Cohen? And by, you mentioned it, Gio, but Sasha Baron Cohen, oh my goodness. And you mentioned it too, Jake. They, he was great in this. He was really good. Uh, I, yeah, it's crazy. Like this is one, of, it's a serious movie focused on, a historical event but it's also in a weird way it's also one of the most entertaining movies i've seen all year because of the way it's edited and the dialogue i don't know it's just and it's there's a couple funny moments too but not like they're not meant to be funny but they are like and he plays it ironically so i man this is up there i can't think of a netflix movie that's better but i just have to look at a list in front of me but i heard yeah very different but i yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't know what's going on with the Oscars. Like, for now, they're planned. If the Oscars happen this year, this is going to get nominated for Best Picture. But if they don't happen, well, it, the Oscars are going to be virtual if they happen. They're not gonna, there's not going to have to be an in-person event. But um, if they do, this is going to be up there. Not that there's enough competition like normal, but I this is an Oscar-worthy film, in my opinion. I'm very interested in Brian's thoughts. Yeah, me too. Very interested. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was going to ask whether or not you thought I liked it or did not like it. I thought you were, I think you're probably, you probably liked some things, but if it was like a, a yes or a no, I'd probably say you're about 51%. No, I didn't like it. 49%. Huh. I didn't like it. I'm going to like it more than Snatch. I'm going to say you did like it. I thought this movie was freaking phenomenal. Nice. Thank God. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I did I watch this? Brian liked the drama. Hell has frozen over. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we waited for Brian last because I was like wondering this whole time if Brian liked it. <laughs> it was fast pace. That's why. Well, that, that That's Jacob mentioned it's the editing. Mm -hmm. it, the editing is done. It it caught me from the very beginning. If you can catch me in the first like minute. You will have me the whole entire time. And this movie caught me from the, the second it started. I watched three movies this weekend. Snatch, Ready or Not, and um, in this. Oh, Chicago 7. This was the first one I watched. And I was, like, hooked into this. Like, it, it was... I loved this movie. Loved it. That's it, awesome. It's, I mean, I don't have a lot to compare it to, but I think <laughs> I have this as my number three movie of the year or two. I'm not. So see, I haven't seen that one, Kevin. So I, and it is on my list to see. So I, I don't, I don't. Ooh, want that's a good point. That's, that's in the conversation. Yeah, I'm sticking butt. out of the. I'm staying out of the best. You mean Netflix. Roma isn't your favorite Netflix movie? Yeah, I've never even seen that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, damn, this movie was incredible. I who's your, fa who's your favorite, Brian? Because you made a face when I said Sasha Baron Cohen stole the movie, so I'm interested. I made a face. Did I? Yeah. You um, who was my favorite? Um, I Yahya Abdul Mantine's character was brilliant and incredible and heartbreaking, and he barely had a part in the movie. Like, he was not, and that was on purpose because he was not supposed to be anywhere 
on this trial mm-hmm. and that that was purposely there so every single time he did something it was just like whoa like this this happened like I couldn't believe it. it. It was like, holy moly. But I mean, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's performance was um, as this person was amazing because you, you start off thinking he's a hippie, a hippie burnout, this hippie dippy that just, you know, free love and the war. Let's get high, but blah, whatever. Only to find out that he's the smartest person there. Like, and like, he, it was just, every character was incredible. Every single one. Even um, the gentleman that was the the Boy Scout, uh, the troop leader guy, that ended up being the one that. um, Zodiac Killer, uh, John Carl Lynch. Is that? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that punched the guy in courtroom. Yeah, just yes. like it, it was just like it was so good. But honestly, the thing that just like Yaya Abdul Mantine's just it, I was holding my breath every single time because uh, and I will say this: the judge was amazing. That's all blue. And and the fact about him at the end of the movie too, how like 78% or something yeah. of officials said that he wasn't a worthy judge. Like that's a big trial to have an unworthy judge on. Like, yeah. Oh it yeah. It really showed the way he was. It was just the whole thing was just like, I, I was, I, I, one thing for me is hi, Brandy. Um, I, this is why I can never have movie theaters go away because it is very, 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 very hard for me to give something my full attention at home. Like I'll have stuff distracting me like, Oh, like I'm going to go make food or something like that. Or my phone's going off. Whereas in a movie theater, it's like phones away. You're watching the screen. This is one of the only times I can think of, recently for me other than ready or not which that did too where i was just like don't bug me like (laughs) my phone like i was gonna throw it across the room so i didn't know if it was going off and if if you can do that to me at home you've you've done something really well in my opinion yeah Um, well i'm glad i'm super happy brian liked it i would the other movie that I would say is in the conversation is Marriage Story. I forgot about that. I was one, just going to say Marriage Story is my number one. Yeah, that um, might be my number one. I just need more time. I just finished this movie right now before we started the podcast. So I will say I need time because we do want to get to Power Rangers. Yes. Uh, one person we have not Power mentioned Rangers. is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Oh. He yeah. was solid. I he like was, how his character at, was like on. He felt he looked like he was on the wrong side the whole time. Like the yeah, way his performance yeah. was. Like he knew yeah. he was, but he was like just doing this job. But yeah, so we all loved it here at, at Apocalypse. It's, you know, not everybody always loves every movie, so that's that's a four out of four. Another good courtroom drama. That is on Amazon Prime right yes. now. That's on Prime Video. I want to see, I want to hear Keith's thought on this one day. Maybe we can just yes. catch up with him if he gets a chance to watch it. Uh, but Jake, yeah, do we have anything else to talk about today? Of course. Uh, it is our thumbnail. <laughs> You're asking, topic of the day. You're uh, asking that question. I mean, I, I might as well just do this for the rest of the show. Pretty um, much. Sure, sure. Let, let that happen. I, I want you to break <laughs> down the news, though. Uh, yeah, yeah so uh, today came up some pretty shocking news that uh, Power Rangers, the company behind Power Rangers, which is officially named E1, uh, the studio behind Power Rangers, um, they announced that a Power Rangers universe is officially in the works um it is officially happening and that includes new movies and at least one television show that is going to create an interconnected universe you heard that correct um so the reboot was announced today no i'm kidding uh the the reboot was announced today and it was also announced that jonathan entwistle uh who is responsible for netflix's i'm not okay with this and the end of the effing world will spearhead the operation um essentially naming him the kevin feige of power rangers uh, Brian, you just zoomed in on yourself, and it looks... I didn't awesome. even do anything. It just zoomed in. <laughs> That's weird. Um, 
And so uh, he's essentially going to—he's essentially going to be like the Kevin Feige esque of this universe, but he's going to be directing as well. So he's not just going to be behind the scenes; he will actually be behind the camera as well. Um, last year, it's interesting because last year he—it was actually announced that he would be uh, in charge of directing one film, yeah, uh, one Power Rangers movie, which was that movie you heard about about the Rangers going back at, uh, in time to the '90s, uh, getting stuck there, and then trying to find their way back uh, to their time. No word in the report on whether or not that is still happening, uh, if it's going to true, if it's going to be true or not, and it's still unclear if this is connected to or going to include the uh, any any cast members from the 2017 movie. Uh, they didn't say that it wouldn't. They didn't say that it will. So maybe that possibility is still out there. Who knows? Um, and so it's interesting. But uh, you know, we're we're living in a world of interconnected universes and and multiverses and this type of stuff. Uh, I can't speak on it too much. But it seems like Power Rangers may be big enough to be able to create something like that, um, because it seems like there's a lot of a, a number of different Ranger teams and and characters out there that you can do this. Um, and so obviously, I want to go to I want to go to Jacob first because he is our resident Power Rangers uh, person. He has a Power Ranger podcast. If you're in Power Rangers uh, off the grid. Yeah, you can check that out. Off the Morphin Grid was what it's called on YouTube. Um, Produced by Jake Berlin, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's correct. Jacob, what are you thinking about uh, uh, Power Rangers universe from uh, from this director and in it, including both movies and television? Look, obviously, I'm excited to hear this. Like I, Brian, put it on the. I, you know what? Nowadays, I get my news from you guys in the Facebook group chat. <laughs> that's how I get my news. Is from Jake and Brian and and Geo sometimes posting stuff in the our Facebook group chat for Apocalypse, and I like. Of course, I'm excited, but I'm all I don't want to get my hopes up at the same time because and this is very different. Look, when before they announced we're going to do six movies, that was just very premature. It was a totally different team. It was totally different owner of the rights and everything. 100 percent. Yes, I I want both of them in in some capacity. But uh, I (laughs) nice. Awesome. Hey, honestly, that just made my day. That just made my day. Um, But yeah, so this is cool because there is a lot of mythology behind Power Rangers. And I read the Power Rangers comics. And the most exciting thing about Power Rangers going on right now is is started with this thing called Shattered Grid. And I'm not going to get into it, but I've been saying that's where they need to go. And you could just look it up, research the synopsis of Shattered Grid in the comics by Boom Comics. And it, it involves like uh, multi dimensions and things like that and different worlds, kind of like, you know, the Arrowverse with f- like Earth one and Earth two type thing. And speaking of that, the reason I the sh- look, the new shows are still they're very cheesy and they're made for kids. I want them to make a legit serious show. This is going to be that goes along with the movie universe. That's what I'm hoping for. And at minimum, give me like a flash style budget, like just at least that's all I'm asking for, to be honest. Cause if, cause I love, you know, the great seasons of the flash I love. So if you give me that quality, because the power ranger shows are like one tenth of that quality in the newer ones, like as far as production budget goes at probably even less than that. So I just want something very, and I was looking into it. They spent about $3 million an episode on the flash. So that, that Jacob, was Jacob, I'll, I'll say this right now. Um, and I don't know the rights and like where it lies as far as studios and stuff. Um, I'll make a bold prediction and say if if they do do a Power Rangers show, it's going to be on Netflix. Possibly. I mean, that's that's the thing. So Hasbro is the company behind uh, Power Rangers right now. They So once Hasbro bought Power Rangers, I was like, yes, they're going to do something with it. And this is them through E1 doing something. And, and look, bottom line is... We knew this Ent Whistle movie was coming, and I need to watch some of his shows. Jake, you've seen one of it, one or two of his shows before? Or uh, I've seen uh, End of the F World, right? I've seen a couple episodes. I've not, I'm not okay with this. It stars um, uh, Beverly from It. That that girl who plays oh, Beverly. Oh, really? I love her. And then the End of the Effing World is a very vulgar show about two teens. Okay. And murdering. Yeah, I mean, I want to check out his stuff because look, <laughs> he's, a, he's, getting... he's a really he's really talented, and they have like this. This underlying comedy to it, like uh, like kind of dark comedies, kind of black comedies, Um, but that's why I say that it'll more than likely end on Netflix. The guy, the guy has a relationship with the company, and we just and because I I do want to pause real quick and make sure I talk talk about this, but Netflix just bought this as well, 
Uh, and thank you for the super chat. Very, very appreciative. Um, they just got Cobra Kai and Cobra Kai was on YouTube and they paid a lot of money for it. And power Rangers can be very similar. It can be very, very similar because it's a similar audience and it's and Cobra Kai has blown up and he, and, uh, this person is correct. These actors <laughs> would be perfect. Absolutely. See, I've never watched perfect. Cobra Kai, so I can't comment, but maybe Brian yeah. can. Trish, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of a cut. So Robbie, Robbie is the bad boy of Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. He plays, that he plays the old, the old villain's son. Oh, um, okay. So he's kind of like this bad boy guy, kind of like a biker kid. And then Sam is the daughter of, uh, of the main character. And then Miguel is now the new protagonist, and Dimitri uh, is—that's Hawk, right? Dimitri, is that Hawk? I believe, yeah. yeah and Billy's Hawk. supposed to be the intelligent one, who's tech savvy and things like that. So, yeah, I, don't I, know think, I think Dimitri's Hawk. So, but that, honestly, if they just transfer the Cobra Kai cast to Power Rangers, <laughs> I'd be totally done. Well, that's the thing, honestly. <laughs> so the 2017 movie, one thing that disappointed me was they didn't get into the martial arts and karate at all, and that's part of Power Rangers that. At least uh, Jason and Tommy are, and a, and a Trini as well are martial artists, and they do they teach karate like to the at the local club or whatever. I would love for them to get into that stuff with this because that's part of why they get chosen as Power Rangers because they know how to. Most of them know how to do hand and hand to hand combat and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm stoked. I just hope it becomes a reality because the thing is. I don't know if the demand outside of Power Ranger fans is enough because obviously that movie flopped. So where's the demand? I don't know if a movie is going to succeed in theaters. I hope, and I hope I kind of want the show to come out first because mm-hmm. I don't want the success of this to be hinging on a movie making $500 million at the box office. I want, I want them to take their time and, and give it a chance. So yeah, I'm obviously I'm stoked. <laughs> Gio, you're awfully quiet. Oh, I'm letting Jacob. This is his thing, you know. Like if this were Snyder Cut, I'd be all over it. But um, <laughs> I know Brian's a resident. Brian's a resident Power Rangers I'm guy the too. In command of Power Rangers, <laughs> this podcast. Uh, but Gio, what do you think in general? Like, oh, okay. like do you think this sounds good? It sounds good. It sounds promising. I just have to see it. Yeah. I just have to see it. You know, I'm with you, Jacob, and you know I really enjoyed that 2017 Power Rangers movie. In fact, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind that movie either. And yeah. you know, I've always said I would love to see a sequel. And the fact that they didn't say like this is going to be brand new maybe leaves open that possibility. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, there I'm you with go, you. Wanted the tall dude, the tall friend. So oh, that's right. That's right. I like Hawk though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Power Rangers is kind of like, kind of like um, the flat, like I keep bringing the flash up, but it's kind of like that where there's a bunch of different earths and things like that. And then there's also, there's so many different Power Ranger teams. Like they could do something where, you know, they're the Power Rangers of earth one. And then there's a different Power Rangers team. Like they could do something like that, but I think they're rebooting that. They can literally just go to different, sectors and stuff yeah i think they're gonna do full reboot though to be honest i do too it, and it would make sense because didn't like the rights change recently well yeah they yeah, uh the right. owner sold the owner and creator sold so it's it no it's no longer saban right it's nope. no longer he has nothing to which do with it which that's always been the issue with power rangers if i'm not mistaken right yeah yeah, yeah. and he like he puts his name on it he wants it to be called saban's power rangers and he wants a lot of control things like that so i Look, I love him for creating it. Like it's it's very similar to the George Lucas thing with Star Wars. Like we love the guy. We he made it. He's the maker, but we kind of want somebody else directing the movies and making the creative decisions. So, yeah, not, Gio not, after, not, after, not after that sequel. Um, but Brian, yeah, I, I'm curious, man. Like you're, you know, you're pretty. You grew up watching Power Rangers, and you're a Power Rangers fan. So, what are your thoughts, man? Um, I one million percent agree with what geo said in the fact that it should start off as a tv and then do maybe like a movie uh oh that was jacob that said it yeah yeah i did oh, okay yeah. then yeah uh, <laughs> i was giving Take credit jacob jesus <laughs> i was right i was giving him credit for it um if they did that i mean cobra kai exploded uh-huh exploded i 
I almost want to say Netflix might not have even anticipated how popular, like I'm sure they knew it was going to be good, but I don't think they knew it was going to explode like it did. And for someone that works at a elementary school or excuse me, a middle school and a high school, I would have in this demographic that I work at, I would never think that they would latch on to Cobra Kai. They freaking, it's the hottest thing in the world right now. Like, I mean, they, they talk well, about funny it. Is it was already out. And then exactly. And so that's why to, uh, to the point of it being on Netflix is if you put something in front of people, that's, easily accessible it has a chance to to do really really well i i guarantee you 99 of the kids at my school don't even know what the karate kid is they just know it as cobra kai so you kind of could like do this same motif with power rangers if you play your cards right and you can, you can explode this thing into something huge. Um, because who would have thought a, a little remake reboot that started off of Cobra Kai as just this little, like, Hey, hey look, we're doing a little karate kid. What did they do after to now? It's like, the thing is going to explode when, when the next season comes out. So, I think it would be genius if something like Netflix picked this up and went with it and built it and then rolled out a movie. Um, or maybe they don't even roll out the movie. They just put it. The movie is Netflix like on Netflix. You know, I've thought about that before too. I've always wanted them to do a net, like a 10 episode Netflix series yeah, and just make them quality. Just make the show, the episodes quality and I don't even care because, like I said, I I don't know if the demand is high enough to make enough money in the box office. But even though I want to watch it in the movie theater, a movie, I would be okay with a Netflix, you know, universe where even the film comes out on Netflix. Like, I, I would be okay with that. Well, and I think what they need to do is they don't need to make a big budget for a film. No, not film. at all. They, they, can, they, they can find their way to make something at a good price that doesn't require a massive box office haul. Um, yeah. I did just look it up because I was interested on where Power Rangers, the 2017 movie, had landed for streaming service. It, it's never been on Netflix, um, which obviously doesn't doesn't uh, you know in, you know worry anything. But it was on Prime Video for a it while, was, yeah. Um, which obviously wouldn't be a bad landing spot uh, because Prime Video makes some incredible television. Uh, they do some really, really good shows. But the key with Prime Video is that they don't have a lot of that demographic show um, at their disposal. A lot of it is more adult-ish content. Um, and Netflix has a lot of those kitty. Say it again? It said put it at HBO. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. HBO, it'd be violent and bloody and stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind a streaming service like that. Prime Video, Netflix, I think it'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably, those are the two spots, to be honest. I would probably prefer to be on Prime Video because I tend to like Prime Video stuff a lot. But if it was on Netflix, I wouldn't complain because then I can go and watch an episode of Cobra Kai and go watch Power Rangers and Netflix. Well, funny because, all right, so Hasbro mainly works with Paramount. They Paramount makes the Transformers movies. Um, so that was the that's what was always figured to be the thing was that they were going to make the power Rangers movie. And uh, Paramount has also sold a lot of stuff to prime video. Yep. So if prime video and Paramount work together to produce it or something, that would be pretty cool. But also Ent whistle obviously has a relationship with Netflix too. So who knows? I mean, I don't, I'm cool either way. Look, bottom line is in 2018, after the movie came out, I accepted, I was like, it's done. They're never going to make anything new. I was I just accepted it. I wasn't happy about it, but I did. And now I have this news, so I'm I'm over the moon about it. I just don't want to get my hopes up because just like Gio said, I kind of like I want to I won't believe it till I see it. And I just I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but I'm I'm super excited. 
Just like we said last week, uh, while we were talking about something, we have a lot more characters to a uh, fan cast now. <laughs> oh, I know, right? As long as this doesn't end up, which it won't, I can guarantee it. As long as it doesn't end up with like Hulu, it'll be it'll be. Fun. Well, it won't because it's Disney. I know. Hulu doesn't do a lot of originals. Um, they do some, but not a lot. But I will say, uh, Transformers has been on Hulu before. I will say that. The only yeah. thing that makes it more levity to have oh. it on Prime Video is that Prime Video puts a lot of their original content in theaters. A lot of a lot of you can see a lot of Prime Video movies. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's a lot of Prime Video movies that actually make it to the theaters where Netflix doesn't, uh, at least yet. Um, well, Amazon and Prime, they don't, they don't give two ish. That's what I'm saying, though. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, if, there's if if like say say the studio's like, okay, we're accepting pitches from these companies, and Prime Video's like, look, we want to make you a great television show, but we have the opportunity to make to make you a, a film. A, yeah. an actual studio film and put it in theaters rather than just be on our streaming service. I guarantee the studio accepts that over just Netflix. That, that's a, that's a deal breaker right there. That, that's I would money. So. That that's the best scenario where like it's a streaming movie, but it also plays in theaters. Cause I want to see it on the big screen. You're, exactly. you're talking megazords and things like that. Eventually if they yep. can get the yep. budget for that. So I, yeah, prime video would be my number one choice, but I'm okay with, netflix as well geo what do you think the best landing spot for it would be to be honest like regardless of behind the scenes stuff like where do you think the best landing spot would be it has to be netflix i mean they're they made it no secret that they're looking for their own franchise that's true that's a great great call that is a great call because this could be their franchise that's a very good point power rangers is still a very popular intellectual property sci-fi but again yeah I'm going to wait till I see it because they did the same thing in 2017. They actually had trouble financing the film, but they were able to get enough. They got like a small to middle budget. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't have the answers because I really thought 2017 would, would have been the answer. But who knows? Good point. That'd be fun. Yeah. For I'm excited sure. for it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, like I like I'm saying, they have to go. Brian, you've heard of Shattered Grid. You asked me about it before with the comics. They have to go down that route because I guarantee you, if they translate that into a series or film, people like no matter what, if you like Power Rangers or not, you're gonna be like, what the hell is that? Like it looks, it's such a cool story. So and you guys gotta look it up. Um, yeah. Oh well, there's a um. They made a fake trailer for Shattered Grid with the original Green Ranger playing the big villain Lord Draken, who becomes like. It's if the Green Ranger stayed bad, basically, because he goes from bad to good in the original series. And it's it's an alternate universe where instead of going good, he stayed bad. And him and Rita took over that world, killed some other Power Rangers. And then he's going to travel to other dimensions and kill all the Power Ranger teams. Like, that's his plan. And they have to stop him. And he's extremely powerful. So if they do, if they lead into that, I guarantee you people who aren't Power Ranger fans are going to be into it dude that's crazy you i would, I, I would also recommend things i would also way. recommend looking up uh the fan film that katie sackoff made about power rangers oh that's super pretty cool one. too yeah like we check it on youtube yeah geo what were you saying i was just mumble jumbling shit oh i didn't hear what you said though i was curious oh i was just quoting star wars Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I could talk about this all night, but that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Apocalypse Now. Just find Off the Morpher Grid on YouTube, and you'll find you'll get all the information yes, you want. Yes, check out Off the Grid on YouTube. Uh, please, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be discussing this uh, this week for sure. And don't forget to check us out this Thursday. Do you want to tell them what we're doing, what the episode is this Thursday, Jake? Yeah, it's a full-on uh, It's a full on The Boys spoiler review. Yes. We're talking season two of The Boys. Um, we're going we're gonna to leave it all out on the table. We're talking everything that happened this season. The good, the bad, the ugly, the the violent, the just crazy batshit nut stuff that happens in yeah. this show. <laughs> we are talking it on Thursday. So join us 7.30 p.m. Pacific right here on this channel. Yes, and also don't forget to check out The Fandalorian Club uh, starting Woo! next Friday. Right? That's no this Friday. That's this Friday. So uh oh, we're Friday, doing a preview. 
We're doing the preview episode for the Fandalorian Club uh, this Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on the channel. Also, to answer Star Drew, um, this will be revealed on Thursday's episode. Uh, it will be revealed on Thursday's episode. I still haven't looked. I'll, I'll find out then. Um, all right. Well, also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Apocalypse Movies and check out our merch store, Tee Public. You can buy some Apocalypse t shirts. Thank you, and we'll see you all later.